Chapter Fifty One of The Legacy of Cain. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Warren Cotty, Gurney, Illinois. The Legacy of Cain by Wilkie Collins. Chapter Fifty One The Triumph of Mrs. Tenbruggen miss jillgall appears again after an interval on the field of my extracts my pleasant friend deserves this time a serious reception she informs me that mrs tenbruggen has begun the inquiries which i have the best reason to dread for i alone know the end which they are designed to reach the arrival of this news affected me in two different ways it was discouraging to find that circumstances had not justified my reliance on helena's enmity as a counter-influence to mrs tenbruggen on the other hand it was a relief to be assured that my return to london would serve rather than compromise the interests which it was my chief anxiety to defend i had foreseen that mrs tenbruggen would wait to set her enterprise on foot until i was out of her way and i had calculated on my absence as an event which would at least put an end to suspense by encouraging her to begin the first sentences in miss jillgall's letter explained the nature of her interest in the proceedings of her friend and are on that account worth reading things are sadly changed for the worse selina writes but i don't forget that philip was once engaged to eunice and that mr gracedew's extraordinary conduct toward him puzzled us all the mode of discovery which dear elizabeth suggested by letter at that time appears to be the mode which she is following now when i asked why she said philip may return to eunice the minister may recover and will be all the more likely to do so if he tries massage in that case he will probably repeat the conduct which surprised you and your natural curiosity will ask me again to find out what it means am i your friend selina or am i not this was so delightfully kind and so irresistibly conclusive that i kissed her in a transport of gratitude with what breathless interest i have watched her progress toward penetrating the mystery of the girl's ages it is quite needless to tell you mrs tenbruggen's method of keeping miss jillgall in ignorance of what she was really about and miss jillgall's admirable confidence in the integrity of mrs tenbruggen being now set forth on the best authority an exact presentation of the state of affairs will be completed if i add a word more relating to the positions actually occupied toward mrs tenbruggen's enterprise by my correspondent and myself on her side miss jillgall was entirely ignorant that one of the two girls was not mr gracedew's daughter 
but his adopted child on my side i was entirely ignorant of mrs tenbruggen's purpose in endeavouring to identify the daughter of the murderess speaking of myself individually let me add that i only waited the event to protect the helpless ones my poor demented friend and the orphan whom his mercy received into his heart and his home miss jogal goes on with her curious story as follows always desirous of making myself useful i thought i would give my dear elizabeth a hint which might save time and trouble why not begin i suggested by asking the governor to help you that wonderful woman never forgets anything she had already applied to you without success in my next attempt to be useful i did violence to my most cherished convictions by presenting the wretch helena to the admirable elizabeth that the former would be cold as ice in her reception of any friend of mine was nothing wonderful mrs tenbruggen passed it over with the graceful composure of a woman of the world in the course of conversation with helena she slipped in a question might i ask if you were older than your sister the answer was of course i don't know and here for once the most deceitful girl in existence spoke the truth when we were alone again elizabeth made a remark if personal appearance could decide the question she said the disagreeable young woman is the oldest of the two the next thing to be done is to discover if looks are to be trusted in this case my friend's lawyer received confidential instructions not shown to me which seems rather hard to trace the two miss gracedews registers of birth elizabeth described this proceeding not very intelligibly to my mind as a means of finding out which of the girls could be identified by name as the elder of the two the report arrived this morning i was only informed that the result in one case had entirely defeated the inquiries in the other case elizabeth had helped her agent by referring him to a berth advertised in the customary columns of the times newspaper even here there was a fatal obstacle the name of the place in which mr gracedew's daughter had been born was not added as usual i still tried to be useful had my friend known the minister's wife my friend had never even seen the minister's wife and as if by a fatality her portrait was no longer in existence i could only mention that helena was like her mother but elizabeth seemed to attach very little importance to my evidence if i may call it by so grand a name people have such strange ideas about likenesses she said and arrive at such contradictory conclusions one can only trust one's own eyes in a matter of that kind my friend next asked me about our domestic establishment 
we had only a cook and a housemaid if they were old servants who had known the girls as children they might be made of some use our luck was as steadily against us as ever they had both been engaged when mr gracedew assumed his new pastoral duties after having resided with his wife at her native place i asked elizabeth what she proposed to do next she deferred her answer until i had first told her whether the visit of the doctor might be expected on that day i could reply to this in the negative elizabeth thereupon made a startling request she begged me to introduce her to mr gracedew i said surely you have forgotten the sad state of his mind no she knew perfectly well that he was imbecile i want to try she explained if i can rouse him for a few minutes by massage i inquired she burst out laughing massage my dear doesn't act in that way it is an elaborate process pursued patiently for weeks together but my hands have more than one accomplishment at their finger ends oh make your mind easy i shall do no harm if i do no good take me selina to the minister we went to his room don't blame me for giving way i am too fond of elizabeth to be able to disappoint her it was a sad sight when we went in he was quite happy playing like a child at cup and ball the attendant retired at my request i introduced mrs tenbruggen he smiled and shook hands with her he said are you a christian or a pagan you are very pretty how many times can you catch the ball in the cup the effort to talk to her ended there he went on with his game and seemed to forget that there was anybody in the room it made my heart ache to remember what he was and to see him now elizabeth whispered leave me alone with him i don't know why i did such a rude thing i hesitated elizabeth asked me if i had no confidence in her i was ashamed of myself i left them together a long half-hour passed feeling a little uneasy i went upstairs again and looked into the room he was leaning back in his chair his plaything was on the floor and he was looking vacantly at the light that came in through the window i found mrs tenbruggen at the other end of the room in the act of ringing the bell nothing in the least out of the ordinary way seemed to have happened when the attendant had answered the bell we left the room together mr gracedew took no notice of us well i said how has it ended quite calmly my noble elizabeth answered in total failure what did you say to him after you sent me away i tried in every possible way to get him to tell me which of his two daughters was the oldest did he refuse to answer he was only too ready to answer first he said helena was the oldest 
then he corrected himself and declared that eunice was the oldest then he said they were twins then he went back to helena and eunice now one was the oldest and now the other he rang the changes on those two names i can't tell you how often and seemed to think it a better game than cup and ball what is to be done nothing is to be done selina what i cried you give it up my heroic friend answered i know when i am beaten my dear i give it up she looked at her watch it was time to operate on the muscles of one of her patients away she went on her glorious mission of massage without a murmur of regret what strength of mind but oh dear what a disappointment for poor little me on one thing i am determined if i find myself getting puzzled or frightened i shall instantly write to you with that expression of confidence in me selina's narrative came to an end i wish i could have believed as she did that the object of her admiration had been telling her the truth a few days later mrs tenbruggen honored me with a visit at my house in the neighborhood of london thanks to this circumstance i am able to add a postscript which will complete the revelations in miss jillgall's letter the illustrious masseuse having much to conceal from her faithful selina was well aware that she had only one thing to keep hidden from me namely the advantage which she would have gained if her inquiries had met with success i thought i might have got what i wanted she told me by mesmerizing our reverend friend he is as weak as a woman i threw him into hysterics and had to give it up and quiet him or he would have alarmed the house you look as if you don't believe in mesmerism my looks mrs tenbruggen exactly express my opinion mesmerism is a humbug you amusing old tory shall i throw you into a state of trance no i'll give you a shock of another kind a shock of surprise i know as much as you do about mr Greystew's daughters what do you think of that i think i should like to hear you tell me which is the adopted child helena to be sure her manner was defiant her tone was positive i doubted both under the surface of her assumed confidence i saw something which told me that she was trying to read my thoughts in my face many other women had tried to do that they succeeded when i was young when i reached the wrong side of fifty my face had learned discretion and they failed how did you arrive at your discovery i asked i know of nobody who could have helped you i helped myself sir i reasoned it out a wonderful thing for a woman to do isn't it i wonder whether you could follow the process my reply to this was made by a bow i was sure of my command over my face but perfect control of the voice is a rare power 
here and there a great actor or a great criminal possesses it mrs tenbruggen's vanity took me into her confidence in the first place she said helena is plainly the wicked one of the two i was not prejudiced by what selina had told me of her i saw it and felt it before i had been five minutes in her company if lying tongues ever provoke her as lying tongues provoked her mother she will follow her mother's example very well now in the second place though it is very slight there is a certain something in her hair and her complexion which reminds me of the murderess there is no other resemblance i admit in the third place the girl's names point to the same conclusion mr gracedew is a protestant and a dissenter would he call a child of his own by the name of a roman catholic saint no he would prefer a name in the bible eunice is his child and helena was once the baby whom i carried into the prison do you deny that i don't deny it only four words but they were deceitfully spoken and the deceit practiced in eunice's interest it is needless to say succeeded mrs tenbruggen's object in visiting me was attained i had confirmed her belief in the delusion that helena was the adopted child she got up to take her leave i asked if she proposed remaining in london no she was returning to her country patients that night as i attended her to the house door she turned to me with her mischievous smile i have taken some trouble in finding the clue to the minister's mystery she said don't you wonder why if i did wonder i answered would you tell me why she laughed at the bare idea of it another lesson she said to assist a helpless man in studying the weaker sex i have already shown you that a woman can reason learn next that a woman can keep a secret good-bye god bless you of the events which followed mrs tenbruggen's visit it is not possible for me i am thankful to say to speak from personal experience ought i to conclude with an expression of repentance for the act of deception to which i have already pleaded guilty i don't know yes the force of circumstances does really compel me to say it and say it seriously i declare on my word of honor i don't know End of chapter 51 Recording by Warren Cotty, Gurney, Illinois